want to say that I was with you this morning, and I spent this morning with all of you, in my mind, in my mind, yet see, I've expanded. My mind is on the alumni, the yeshiva. I told you this year, I spent this morning with the base medrash because I'm picturing you in the base medrash one day. And I want to I wanna incorporate, I want to focus more on that as well. And so I spent this morning with you because that will be you in a few years. So that's what I was this morning. I apologize. I think it's important as well. I want to learn. I, first of all, thank you, Tazman, for last night. That, that sounds like a surprise. I heard it was unbelievable. I think next Thursday night, next Thursday, a week from tonight, will be the last Let's Make a Deal of the year. An all-out Let's Make a Deal, but like the craziest. That was a practice run, the first one. We'll do some real prizes. Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I could battle walk with a few hundred sometimes. That was practice. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna learn something. I asked the guys. We're going to be together. The chevr is making the matzav shvuas, and I, and I. There's, two, there's two groups that together are going to make the situation. There's the twelfth grade and the dorm counselors. I want the guys to generate. Don't think in terms of one night of learning. I want the guys to think three days of learning, to really make shvuas. And it's three days at Shabbos, which is erev shvuas. Achana, and then two days. Think in terms of three days. I want every guy to be knocked out. But might say Shavuos, I come here. I want guys to be drained because I learned for three days. Kabbalah Satayra, a real sense of I want to commit to learning Torah and to living Torah. So I want the guys to think in terms of three days, not just one night. To really bring it for three days. Shabbos, then first day Shavuos, second day Shavuos. We'll do is we'll celebrate a tremendous day of Kabbalah Satayra that on Tuesday we're going to do a 12th grade trip. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I really ask the guys to put in a lot and be knocked out. I'm asking the guys to make a sophisticated matzah. Suda is singing, is schmack. The guys to bring it. The only mitzvah that I say is a very quiet day. Pesach's loud because Pesach Hashem asks us to change your life. The entire diet, the entire menu is different. And you change, the extreme change, you know. Jews are very, our food's important to us. Food has great powers. It's mekareves, it brings people close. Food is powerful. You make an event, you serve good food, it's powerful. It draws people in, it's the power of food. Chazal say, Chazal know what they're talking about. And Pesach, we change our entire eating habit. Sukkah, we move out of our house. Me and my kids, we bring the matches to the sukkah, we move into the sukkah. You move, you change your location. Pesach and sukkah, those two regalim have severe changes in your life. Come Shavuos, there's nothing. There's no chiyuvim. People say you stay up all night, it's a minute. Talk about chiyuvim, mitzvahs. You have one, what's your only mitzvah? On, on, on Sukkot, you have the lulav and esrud. Pesach, the matzah, the murrah, the carbon Pesach. What mitzvah the raisa do you have? Shavuos. Quiet day, it's one day in Eretz Yisrael, two in Chutz Laretz. And so quiet, what's the, what do we do? The minhagim, milchig, minhagim stay up all night, minhagim akholi. But what's the chiyuvim? What? It's only one mitzvah the raisa, simcha. To rejoice. That's a chiyav daraisa. 
I beg the guys to make a sophisticated shvuas. Rejoice. The day of Kabbalah's Atayr is to celebrate. Yosef used to make a very special food for shvuas. And he did it. He said, He live Today is the day that I became Yosef, Reb Yosef. And I asked the guys to make a sophisticated matzah. The suda should be extra beautiful. If one guy, if somebody here feels a good speaker, get up and deliver a good speech. Sing together beautifully, not wild, not wild, sophisticated. You're designing your shvuas. It's you. Create a shvuas through a lot of asmada, but not just asmada. There should be a simchas atayrah. A tremendous joy of Torah. The mitzvah the rice is simcha. By me in the morning, the oilam should learn all night. Then before davening, should be the best dancing of the year. But not wild, sophisticated. Think about it. Be misbeinim for 15 minutes before you dance. Learn at night. Then be misbeinim. I'm a Torah. Do you look around? You see what's going on by the guys? Did you notice? Nothing fake. I'm talking about you, you see what type of guys are here? Do you see what's forming in front of us? Each conversation, I sat yesterday with, with Shua Maskot. I walked, I promise you, I was shaking my head. What a guy. I don't even see him. I don't know. Is he here? I don't see him. I wasn't trying to flatter anybody. I walked away shaking my head. Wow. You see what tell you what it forms, what it makes. I'm not a pretend. There's struggles, there are challenges. Look what's do you notice what's going on? Observe Yitz Weinstein for a few minutes. Do you see who's here? Sincerity, realness, growth is beautiful. It, it's so if it, we're celebrating to see him today. You say hello sir, it's like wow. Wow. That's the so, uh, I want to say, Rabbi, say before I'm not talking about wild dancing. I'm talking about a dancing of appreciation. Oh, I didn't notice. I'm talking about a dance of appreciation of thinking about what Torah does to us, what learning Torah, what the relationship, what mitzvahs do for us, what a, what what the life of Torah produces in a person. And I'm talking about a, a vibrant dancing there, not wild, not wild, sophisticated, important, serious, sincere. I'm asking the guys to create such a shvuas together, to bound together, everybody together. Anybody who's been watching Elio Goldstein for ready a long time. You can dance just watching just watching an authentic person grow and Rabin is lucky to get in Bezashan. Good. And you watch somebody who's just a sincere guy, a sincere grown person, there's what to dance about. So I'm asking the guys to help create such a such a type of shvuas, pulling each other in, but in a, in a real way, to make a serious matzav, a thoughtful matzav, a matzav you're proud, you're creating this yantiv. We'll get to your divrei from Naftali Bez Hashem. I think I did. But um, what I want to do, I want to learn together a Gemara. I would like to learn. David, come closer. Come, Doves. I want to learn with the Chevra Gemara and Gittin, if if you'll allow me to prepare for Shavuos. I want to learn a Gemara and Gittin, and I'm asking everybody to to listen well. Tzion, no, no, behind the stand. I need to see you, Tzion. Come closer, please. Please listen to the Gemara and Gittin. Please bear with me. Gemara Samach Beis Amaralif and Gittin. If everybody could please hear this Gemara. Yetzla, I want you to learn this Gemara with me. Samach Beis Amaralif and Gittin. Says the Gemara. 
Rev Huna and Rev Chista were sitting. You ready, Yitzla? Listen well, open up your heart, open up your mind. Yankov Deutsch, come learn with me. Rev Huna and Rev Chista Yasvi. Rev David, I need you. Let's, let's, I, need, I need to learn a story. You like stories? So do I. You'll learn tremendous amounts. Stories teach us more than anything. In Halacha, a story is the most powerful. It's called a Maiserev. If you see a Rebbe do something that's more powerful than what he says is what he does. So a story, Rav Huna and Rav Chista Yasvi. Rav Huna and Rav Chista are sitting. Chalif Azul Gneva. And one of the most fascinating figures in all of Shas passes by. Gneva's coming. Chalif Azul Gneva Nafti. This Geneva, this fellow Geneva is coming by. Aaron Geneva is a fascinating, regards from your sister. Geneva is a fascinating person. And Chalav Azel Geneva. Geneva started passing by. So Rav Huna and Rav Chista have a conversation. I'm always fascinated in Shas that it doesn't tell us who said to whom. I'm a very visual learner. I'm at this conversation right now, Chavra. I don't know where you are. I'm at the conversation. And they're talking. They're always laughing. The Gemara doesn't say who said to whom. It's not important to the Gemara. For some reason, it doesn't have an interest to record who said to whom. I don't know why. The Gemara was so exact in a story, but it only says the important details. To me, the Gemara always quotes in Shas who said the statement very exactly. In this conversation, it doesn't seem to matter. Refuner of Chista, I have theories here, but let's read it nonetheless. So One between Rev Huna and Rev Chista, these two great Amirim, they have a conversation. There's a fellow, a very complex fellow, Daniel. His name is Geneva. And Geneva is approaching, and two holy Amirim are talking. And one says to the other, let us stand up. Debar or you know, he's a Talmud Chacham. Talmud Chacham, stand up. Let us rise. Rev Huna and Chista say to each other, stand up. A Talmud Chacham's coming by. Debar Uryanu. Geneva is a Talmud Chacham. These are two Amirim. You have to know who praises. No, it depends who says it. Here's a Talmud Chacham saying that they're taught two Amirim. Two Amirim saying that he's a Talmud Chacham. That, that means a lot. So these two Amirim say about Geneva. One says to the other, we should stand up for him. He's a Talmud Chacham. Oh my Lord. The other one responds. Between Rav Huna and Chista, I don't know who said and who responded. I suspect it doesn't say the names because they both were in agreement. If they disagreed, Ezra, I think it would say the names because then we'd have to know who held which way. There was no disagreement, so it doesn't matter who said which way. The Gemara cares what emerged from both of them. That's what I suspect. If one of them said it all over Shas, it gives us the name. If two people had a conversation and they both were masking, you don't need a name. They both said it. So it doesn't matter who originated. This is what we came out together, perhaps. So Omar Loi, the other one says, Should we stand up for a guy who's an argumentative fellow? He creates machloikis, don't stand up for him. They don't agree. He creates machlaikis. The other one doesn't answer, doesn't respond. Now, Kubi didn't respond, there wasn't time. It sounds like the other one was masking. If he disagreed, it might have recorded who said what. The other one said back, he's a bal machlaikis. I lush and hara. 
Lashon Hara. It's Toyelis. There's a purpose here. We're discussing, should we get up? Now you might say, what's the Toyelis? Just stand up. So it's not a Talmud. Is it a crime to stand up for a non-Talmud Chacham? The answer is 100%. 100% to show respect to the person who doesn't deserve it. You shouldn't stand up. If there was no crime in standing up, if he's not a Talmud Chacham, so it's not a Tayelis, just stand up. That's, I didn't say it's an Isser. I didn't say it's an Isser. But if it must be that it's wrong to stand up, otherwise just stand up. What's the problem? The answer is that's not an Isser. It's Tayelis, that you shouldn't stand up. He said back that we shouldn't stand up. So it's not Lashon Haras Letayelis here. We shouldn't stand up. It's not, it's not we don't owe him to stand up. We shouldn't be Mechabit. He's a Baal Parga. He's a Baal Machloikis. He creates Machloikis Geneva. And the others said, it's true, he's a Talmud Chacham, but he's divisive. He's a divisive person. There are people who, they might, they're big scholars, a very divisive human being. He brings out Machoikis, Zabal Palga. He's a divisive individual. You could just see in his midst, wherever he leaves, wherever he walks out of, there's always debate. He doesn't bring unity and bring people together. He brings divisiveness. He just separates people. There's something about him. He's a Baal Palga. He's a fighter. He's a divisive human being. He knows a lot of Torah. Somehow he's always creating, he's always at the center of Machoikis. So he said we shouldn't stand up for him. He's a Baal Machloik. It's fascinating conversation. But it gets more gripping. Check this out. Adahachi, in the meantime, Asa iu legabayu. So Geneva, they're having this discussion, quite awkward, because the next thing you know, Geneva's right on top of them. One of them says, let's stand up. Tamil Chacham's coming. The other said, no, no, no. He's a Baal Machloik. Don't stand up for him. He's divisive. He brings out separation, not unity. Don't stand up for him. In the interim, Geneva comes to them. Awkward. He's right there. They just had a conversation. And Geneva says to them, Shalma Alecha Malki. Shalma Alecha Malki. Shalom Aleichem Kings. Shalom Aleichem Kings. A double expression. Shalom Aleichem Kings. Shalom Aleichem Kings. Says twice, he greets Shalom Aleichem. He greets them. Shalom, besides mean peace on you, Shalom is the name of Hashem. You're not allowed to say Shalom in the bathroom. You're not allowed to say Shalom Aleichem in the bathroom. Shalom is Hashem's name. Hashem, Hashem should be upon you. He said a greeting, a precious greeting to another Yid. And he says, Kings. He calls them Kings. Shalom Aleichem, Malki. Kings. Shalom Aleichem. Amr They say to Geneva, these two Amirim. Two of the greatest people in our history, Amirim. Amrai Luhu, how many Amirim do we have? The Chidah says every name mentioned in Shas is capable of walking up to a dead body, saying rise, and the dead body lives again. Every name in Shas could walk to a dead body, say dead body, you can live, you have Rishos, get up. The dead body stands and now is alive. And Amirim, and Amirim. So you have two Amirim, and Geneva comes up to them, they have this fascinating discussion. Stand up, he's a Talmud Chacham. No, he's a fighter, he's divisive. Then he says, Shalom Aleichem Kings, Shalom Aleichem Kings. Amr these two great Amirim say, Geneva. They say to him, Amru Lei, they say to him, Amru plural. How do you know that Talmud Chacham are called kings? They agreed they were Talmud Chacham. You're calling us kings? 
So you're saying with Talmud Chum, where did you ever hear Talmud Chum? That's why you're calling us kings. They clearly know that. And they're not saying they are or aren't Talmud Chum, but where do you know we're called kings? We're going to get to the twice in a minute. Amr al-Luhus, he says a Pasuk, the Pasuk says, And he brings a Pasuk, it's, it's, I should study the Pasuk, and we must study the Pasuk, and he brings a Pasuk, that's a source, that Talmud Chama called kings. It would be very, we would learn a lot if we would study the Pasuk, and see how you can infer from this Pasuk, Talmud Chama called kings. Amrulay, then they ask the next question, Aaron Harman's question, Uminalan lach, and where do you know the kaflin and Shalmulamalki? Where do you know you say twice? Why are you saying twice, Shalmulechem King, Shalmulechem Kings? Where do you know that from? Amralu, it's an Amayra. Domrev Yudamarav. Minayin, how do you know? Shekaflin Shalmulamalach. You're supposed to say twice, Shalom to a king. Shanamran, he brings a pasuk, Viruach, love, Shasamashi, Rosh Hashalishim. And again, we have to study the pasuk. You learn you're supposed to say twice, Shalmulechem to kings. Amrulay, they then say to Geneva, Please eat something. Can we give you something to eat? Amrulay, he says, Musar, What are you doing? You're not allowed to eat anything. Till you feed your animals. What are you offering me food? I can't eat till you feed the animals. First, you give grass to your animals in the Sada Hashem. And then it says in Kriyashma, eat and be satiated. Animals first. You're not allowed to eat till you feed your animals. So here I'm with my animals. You're saying, taste something. I won't taste till my animals. Geneva is riding his trusted horse. He says, you're offering me food. I won't eat till my animal eats. Revezi's A is... Revezi says A. Hey, every, there's, there's everything Revezi does. is becheshment here. When he speaks up, he wants to, he wants to train the guys that in the shir you respond. It's not a dead lecture. And Revezi's A lies so much godless. He's asking that Eliezer, he's asking Abam Kasha, he's asking that Eliezer was, when, when he fed Rifki, when, when, when Rifki made him, feeds Eliezer, she says, you should drink the Gamlug Malach and also your animals. Revezi's A is, hey, Eliezer was fed before his animals. That's what Revezi meant in the A. Just uh, every nuance where Revezi says, that's what he was asking. It's a tremendous question. And then, what? Whoa, wow. The problem is, Geneva, somebody else was feeding him, and he said, feed the animals first. Problem. Good Kasha, it's a long discussion. But for right now, that was Revezi's. I just want to explain to you Revezi's A. Now, what? <laughs> Should I explain you the hachu now? <laughs> For a different time. But the kitzer is Hadrun Lachanazik and the story ends. Shas is so cool. Shas demands that you're sophisticated, demands of you. If you want to be unsophisticated, don't learn Gemara. If you want to be one of those guys, I know it, I finished, I read the art scroll. If you ever learn and you want to be a real person, this is the, the greatest mind. You know the Gras sat and learned this. You know what Vager was? Do you guys understand that Ramesha was a mind? He was the brightest mind of seven billion people on earth. 
Ramesh is like, I don't know, the Einstein type mind. Ramesh is 7 billion, top 5 minds in the world probably. Ramesh is Einstein. Not all Gedolim. Ramesh had a, had a mind like to end all minds. Ramesh's mind was something extraordinary. If you don't believe me, try learning. I challenge people. I'll show you his svarim. Go through a piece. I invite you. I, I tried recently. I learned through a piece of Aaron Cutler. I'm still like a little dizzy. The piece. You're talking about all world minds. And they sit and learn this, this piece of Gemara. <laughs> if you read this story... You're an unsophisticated guy, but there's nobody here. It doesn't apply to you. So you just you read the story. Rabbi say, what in the world? And the parak ends like I'm like I'm like learning my picture. You're learning with your chavrusa. If you're an un, if you just like learn, I got the gemara. Okay, next. Hello. They have a debate. Rabbi and Reb Chista have a debate, and their debate is Reb Huna Reb Should we stand up for him? He's a tamuchacham. No, he's a divisive person. And then he comes and he runs circles around them both, and then the story ends. What are Chazal telling us, Daniel? And the parak ends. The story ends. The parak ends. What in the world? We don't answer because we want to think. The question has to be thought about more. What are Chazal telling us? What are Chazal saying to us? And the sto- first the question, and then the story ends. And then the story ends, and the, the parak ends. He comes and he runs circles. And we knew he's a Tamil Chacham. We were told, we believed it. What happened? In the, what does it have to do with the discussion? This story is so perplexing. Should we stand up, Tamil Chacham? No, he's divisive. And then he comes, and Chazal want to tell us he's not just a Tamil Chacham. He runs circles around Tuam Iran. They're both left like these Tuam Iran. He just like, he, he, he beats him up like ragdolls. Pardon the expression. These are two on my run. He like just runs circles around them. Shalom Aleichem King, Shalom Aleichem King. Remember, they're having a discussion. Stand up, Tom Chacham divisive. He then comes, Shalom Aleichem King, Shemachim. Rebbe, they say to Geneva, Tom Chacham, scholar, you say, twi- where do you know we're called kings? Bimulachim Yemluchu, he quotes a pasuk. Where do you know you say twice to us? A pasuk in, a pasuk in Avi. Geneva, do you want something to eat? Oh no. Review down my rag. You gotta feed your animals. You don't know the drusha? End of the story. So the Gemara, what, what? I'm like, I'm still holding. They had this debate. He's a Tamchacham or Balmachlaikis. And then he runs circles around them. See, Taco's a big Balmachlaikis. End of the story. I don't know, what's, where's the Gemara taking me? What's the Gemara saying to me? Any sophisticated person knows when you learn Teresh Balpeh, they're saying things to us. These are the deepest stories. This is our Shas. What, what, what was just, I don't know what was just said to me. Then Geneva's dazzling. It almost, if one would claim, this is where you have to talk with your Chavrusa, you begin a discussion. Now the Chavrusa, somebody might say, it's showing you, even though he was this brilliant, I mean, the first one said he's a Tam Chacham. The other one said, I don't care, he's a Tam Chacham, he's divisive. Then the Gemara wants to show you, you should realize how bad it is to be divisive. The man was a goin, azar, brilliant, unbel- a remarkable human being, dazzling. He takes to Amirambi, he wraps them around their finger, and nonetheless, don't stand up. Maybe that's what the Gemara means. What is the Gemara saying to us? 
Or is it saying another possibility? This is what Chavrusas have to talk. Another possibility. One said he's a Talmachachim stand. The other said he's divisive. Then the Gemara brings the last word of the Gemara is always the conclusion. When you learn chess, whoever gets the last statement is usually how we paskin. That's the rule in Psaq. Because that's why we gave him the last statement to say we paskin this way. There are exceptions you have to know how to learn. So somebody could say back, two Chavrusas have to talk. So Chavrusas says back, now I think it's saying, Stand up as a Talmud. Those is divisive. Then the Gemara is saying, divisive? You hear what Azab Bakke is? Just stand up for the guy. Look, he's dazzling. He's much bigger than you. He is like, wow. He's not a Talmud Chacham. Look at the guy. He rapped. So the Gemara is like taking it back. We thought, don't stand up. He's divisive. The way it ends, if you're not sophisticated... The way the Gemara ends, it almost sounds like he's dazzling. So what's it saying? So we should, they should have stood up? And the Gemara seems just to conclude how dazzlingly smart this guy is. So Geneva, we, so somehow that discussion was like misplaced. Because what is the Gemara leaving us with? What am I, and I end the parak. You literally turn the page. Like maybe there was a mistake here. The story is going, except the parak ended. It's like frustrating. It's so frustrating that you and Yechavrusa have to think. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, tell me everything. Don't make me think. It's just called Tarish That only a small part was written down. It's not allowed to be written down. And we have to think. So, Yitzi, I wonder this. You hear what I'm trying to figure out, Yitzi? Are you with me? Gets better. Listen to this. Yitzi will throw it out here. I want you to hear this. I need you to hear this. Listen to this, Yitzi. Naftali regards me as sisters, and I have cookies and a safer for you. It's in my van. It's in my. I think it's in my van. Yes. Rabbi said, this is what I believe is going on here. This is what I believe shot in the Gemara. This is, this is the, my understanding of the Gemara. The superficial person thinks Geneva ran circles around Rav Chistam, Rav Huna. I'm not buying it. I want to listen. I want to listen. I'm sorry? So why did the Gemara show us that? Why did the Gemara show us that? He's telling them not lachas. He said, you give me to eat, my animal goes first. He's a zaxatik. His own food he puts aside, you feed my animals first. Like, whoa, we didn't know. End of the story. Daniel, isn't it intriguing? What are the Gemara saying? It's mysterious. Daniel, you're going to go crazy from the pshat. And when you hear it, tell me if this is what Ravina Ravashi meant. You hear, my, you hear the story exact? You're with me, really? You have the whole story, what happened? This is what I think is going on today. Did it say it was on During the week. You always do. And that's what Geneva taught them. Feed your animal first. And then that Mesechta ends. Geneva's really brilliant. He's amazing. And what was the Gemara's point? What <laughs> it, it, we were in the middle of a machloikas. He's divisive. He's amazing. He's divisive. And that it ends how amazing he is. So is that the conclusion? <laughs> Avi, the following pshat. It says they offered him. And he said, are you offering me? Your animals go first. He criticized them and it ends. That's what he said. 
Okay, he didn't agree to that, and the Gemara gives him the last word. The Pais can bring a raya from that when you feed somebody that's you feed his animals first too. That's the Paiskim from this Gemara. Isn't that amazing? I would have thought like you. The Paiskim speak about it. The Mepharshi Achomish talked because they have Ezzi's. The Paiskim asked this about Eliezer. Eliezer, Rifki Mein, who fed Eliezer before the animals. It's against the Gemara. So some Mepharshim say, well, somebody else. That's against this Gemara. This Gemara is even somebody else because he criticized them. Besides, it's very weird to say somebody else is different because if you feed me, I have to say, excuse me, I won't eat till my animal eats. <laughs> it's nice you're feeding me, but I won't eat. Rivka feeds Eliezer and then he eats before his animals. What's going on? No it's a big problem. They kept the whole Torah. All the others could answer. The others kept the Torah. It's a very important question. Look in Chomish, there's long... Raifeler gave a share in this this past summer. Very important question. But I want. What's the end? Sion and Shlomo say that he kept being argumentative. This was his divisiveness. Don't I say to that? Is he was telling them the right halacha? Sion and Shlomo intelligently say that the Gemara is bringing out you're big Tamil but you're quite you're like everything they say is, is like he's, he's like like a, what, what's the word is a contrarian whatever we say you like criticize us except he was saying the Allah which is the Allah they asked him questions right, so. So what's the problem? They, they asked the right, if you want to say, they asked him the question. What happened? They said he's divisive. What's the Gemara? What's the Gemara doing to us? Don't stand up. He's divisive. And then the Gemara's conclusion is what a Talmud Chacham is. So why, does, why would it end off the story how dazzling he is? That's not the point. That's the, it doesn't go back to that. They have a debate. He comes, and the Gemara wants him to know how dazzling he was. Does it mean even though he was this dazzling, remember what I said? <laughs> Rabbi say as follows. It's all a superficial reading of the Gemara. If you think what the Gemara is saying, to me it's Pashat, that there's something deeper going on. Please listen more carefully. Let's listen to what Geneva was saying to Reb Chistan Rabbi. Let's, let's pay better attention. Reb Chistan and Reb Huna are having a discussion. Talmud Chacham, divisive. Geneva comes and he says, Kings, Shalom Aleichem. They say, Geneva, Tamil Chama called kings? Where do you know that from? And he says the Pasuk. Guys, why are Tamil Chama called kings? Geneva's so smart. He's so tyrannic. They're called kings. His every word mirrors the title. Kings, wow. You're ma- and you know the source. Where do you know it? Be Malachim Yemluchu. You know the Pasuk. Why are they called kings? Tell me the Chum Chever. Why? Why are they called kings? Says the Marsha. What's the purpose of a king? What's the purpose of a king? A Mishnah of us. Ilmole Malchus. Without a king. Ishes Reyeim Chayim Boloi. People would swallow each other up. The purpose of a king is to keep the peace. Says the Marsha, you know why Talmidei Chama are called kings? Because they're just like a king causes shalom between people, a Talmud Chacham causes people to unite. Talmud Chacham is a uniter, it brings people closer together. That is why a Talmud Chacham is called a king. 
Why do you say twice Shalom Aleichem to a king and thus to a Talmud Chacham? Since a king causes Shalom, he causes peace, so he deserves a double dose of Shalom Aleichem, says the Marsha. Since kings bring peace, they deserve a double portion of peace. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, David. Kings unite, Talmud Chacham unite. You're such uniters, you deserve a double dose. Do you see what's going on? Our divisive fellow, who's going? He knows everything. He's so gishmak. Rev Chista and Rev Huna are hoping that Geneva listens to his own words. Geneva, what does we know about him? One thing about him, he's divisive. He doesn't bring people together. He separates people. And what do they say to the guy who separates people? He says, kings, shalom aleichem twice. Say, Geneva, Talmud Chacham are called kings. Where do you know they from? He says the pasuk. They knew. They're wondering if he's listening. Geneva, Talmud Chacham are called kings. Where do you know that from? Oh, it's a pasuk. Geneva, are you hearing your own words? You learn, but you don't keep what you're learning. You're a Talmud Chacham. You know everything. You're calling us kings. Oh, Talmud Chacham are called kings. Geneva, yeah, yeah, it's a pasuk. Are you listening, Geneva, to your own words? You're a divisive human being. You know a lot. You're not living what you know. Geneva, you want some food. My animal goes first. Oh, you're a person. Your animal sensitivities. And human beings? And human beings? Geneva's not running circles around anybody. Geneva knows a lot of Torah. And Rav Chista and Rav Huna brilliantly bring out the Torah he knows. And bring out the point that you can know all the Torah. Are you living what you keep? Are you living what you learn? You learn. You're a Tam Chacham. You don't keep. It can't be the exact three halachas he says. Two of them are precisely the Talmud called. The Talmud are called kings. And the Marsha says it's because they unite. Like a king that causes people to get along together. Talmud deserve a double dose of Shalom Aleichem. Because they create Shalom. And Geneva knows it all so well. Just one problem. He doesn't keep what he says. He's so sensitive. My animal. Geneva, do you hear what you're saying? Your animal, such sensitivity. I won't eat before my animal eats. And the next human being that you always cause such division, such disrespect. Learn Torah and live what you keep. Learn it, study it, and practice it. Practice what you keep. We're not standing up for this man. He's a learner of Torah. But if a donkey came by and has shas on its back, if a donkey, you put a shas on the back of a donkey and it walks by with shas, is anybody standing up for the donkey? He's carrying shas, but he's not living shas. It's very nice. You're brilliant. You have a great memory. It's wonderful. It's dazzling. But Baal Palga, he's a divisive human being. He learns wonderfully his geschmack, but he doesn't keep what he says. And then they have Geneva in this conversation. He's talking so brilliantly, but he doesn't hear and he doesn't keep his own words. 
He's saying such geshmaka things to Ravuna and Ravchista, but he doesn't keep what he says, and that's the point of the Gemara. We're not standing up for this man. He's loaded with Torah, but he doesn't keep, and the specific laws he said he's deficient in. This man is so knowledgeable that a Talmud Chacham is called the king. He's so knowledgeable, but why is he called the king? Because he brings peace, because he unites. Daniel, it's a different Gemara then. The Gemara not at all is concluding, and look how brilliant he is. Punk Dalachas that he's dazzling in our Dalachas where he speaks about uniting and caring and concern for sensitivities for the feelings of somebody else. I won't eat if my animal didn't have food. Unity, care, concern for an animal. And Geneva and you, and you, Geneva, who's so divisive, who's so not caring about the next person's feeling, no. That's what's going on, Rabbi Say. The Gemara is ending off the precise thing that it started. Stand up, he's a Talmud Chacham. And the response, no, he's divisive. Okay, but he's still a Talmud Chacham. But what he learns, he doesn't keep. So it's not a Kenyan. It's not, it didn't become who he is. He's not a Ben Torah. He learns, but he's not a Ben Torah. He doesn't incorporate and he doesn't encapsulate what he learns. He's not a walking example of what he learns, Elio. Don't stand up for him. A donkey carrying shas, you don't stand up for. And the Gemara brings out of what he, you have to look to what he's saying. He's dazzling. Maybe you'll stand up for the safe tire, not for the donkey. He's a chamar noise svarim. He's a donkey carrying svarim. But he's not a ben tire. But he's not a Ben Torah. He doesn't keep, he doesn't, he's not transformed by what he learns. He's not elevated. Revolba, after the Six Day War, went around Eretz Yisrael. Revolba, if you know anything about him, he was so measured, his words. He, the opposite, to say he wasn't exaggerated, Revolba, maybe in the last 50 years of this planet, New people rival with anybody. He saw you, he knew you, Shoirish Hanashama. I sent Waterbury guys to have a vat in his house. He saw you, he knew your essence. He knew you, the core of your being. His understanding of people, there's nobody in the world that I know of who rivals his understanding of people, Revolba. And Revolba, the brilliant understander, because of his honesty, because of his exactness. Do you know how he summed up Tyre in two words? He went around, after the Six-Day War, he felt, felt there was a tremendous time of inspiration and people were open to Kirov. So he traveled to secular kibbutzim, to places people never heard Torah, and he said, I want to tell you about Torah. Do you know he summed up Torah in two words? Does anybody know the two words? Revolba went around the entire land of Eretz Yisrael. What two words he called Torah? Oilam Hayedidus, a world of friendship, a world of connection, a world of unity. Where a kid is closer to his parents, a kid is closer to his siblings, a kid is closer to his wife. He described Tyra, a man who didn't exaggerate, who wasn't like Fakir if you could say whatever you want. The opposite of Revolba. An Ish Emes, an authentic, precise person, summed up the whole Tyra, Oilam Hayedidus. A world of friendship, a world of relationship, a world of connection. That is how we summed up Torah. A world which demands connection. Do you know in Shas what a Talmud Chacham is called? 
a chaver, a friend. In Shas, the word chaver means a Talmud Chacham. Friend is the way in Shas you call a Talmud Chacham, he's called a friend. Because he's true to the Torah. He's, he's uniting. His kayach is bringing together. When we say Hashem Echad, a sophisticated person knows everything godly is oneness, is uniting. Everything divisive is the opposite. Period is the opposite of is the opposite of Hashem Echad. Separation, divisive, and everything about Hashem and His Torah is uniting, is coming together. Revolba summed up Torah, Olam Hayadidus, a world. If you know it, Talmud Chachm Elio is divisive. He learns, he doesn't keep what he learns. Don't stand up for him. He's divisive. You could tell it's a, little, it's a litmus test. If you want to know, we don't know. Just see, is the, does, does his essence cause unity or his essence cause divisiveness? If his essence cause divisiveness, be wary about him. But he's brilliant. Okay. Geneva was also. If his essence causes period, if you just see surrounding him, there's disunity. He pulls people apart. But he's a coin. Geneva was also. But he's divisive. He doesn't keep what he says. He's brilliant. He knows so many dazzling shtuklach Torah. But the essence of Torah that unites, that brings together, that causes people to come together, that's all about Yedidus. He has no avana of the Torah. Don't stand up. He's not a Talmud Chacham. He's not a Ben Torah. He's a Chamar, a donkey that's been saddled with Svarim. Chamar Noisei Svarim, a donkey that's carrying Svarim. We come to a Chag, the precious Chag of Sukkot, that Hashem handed us a Torah that we study, and boy do we study it. We study Hashem's Torah with an open mind, with an open heart, willing to be impacted and changed by the Torah with an openness and a humility to be elevated by the Torah, with an honesty and a sincerity that I'm willing to make my personality bend to what it says in the Torah. Humility, humble, willing to hear what it says and, base, and, and change who I am to fit what the Torah is saying. Not with a haughtiness and a brilliance that learns and studies and is dazzled, but is unwilling to be changed and formed by the Torah. Unwilling to mold ourselves into a Ben Torah, into what is the Torah demanding, what is it asking of me? What is it saying? What is it, what is it, what is it saying to me? It has demands. It's saying things to, it's saying things to us. It's talking to us. Are we listening? Or are we studying? But it's, it's the, we're brilliant. We carry this brilliance. We don't live the brilliance. The goal is the very word Torah, Rav Hirsch says, is from the Isis Hara to conceive. Torah conceives. It's something that gives birth to it. Conceives the Ben Torah. Torah forms the learner of Torah if he's willing. If he has the humility to be formed. If he's brilliant and knows all and has a perspective and he knows what he is, who he is, then he's just... It's a place to express his brilliance, but not to be formed and forged by the Torah so you don't stand up for him. But he's a guy he knows so much Torah, yeah, but he's not a Ben Torah. We stand up for the person in his great humility, in his great willingness to form himself based on the Torah, that's the person, to the Ben Torah, the one who was conceived by the Torah. When we see a person who Torah made this person, Torah formed this person, he has a personality, he has talents, but he allowed the Torah to form them, he allowed them to shine through the Torah. He allowed the Torah to, to mold and guide and elevate him. That's the person we stand up.
so open to the limitator, so open to the learning, to be elevated, to be impacted, such a person stand up for him. He's not a learner of Torah, he's a liver of Torah. He's not a learner of Torah, he's a son of the Torah. What a gorgeous expression of Ben Torah, magical expression. He's a Ben Torah. It says about Yiftach, and one Lashon Chazal, he wasn't a Ben Torah. He learned. Chazal criticized he wasn't the son of Torah. What a magical expression of Ben Torah. It's magical. A guy to think about over Shavuos, I want to be a Ben Torah. What words. It's worth it to be born to utter those words. Ben Torah. He's a son of Torah. What a peculiar statement. He's a learner of Torah. He's a masmedat Torah. He's a Ben Torah. I remember seeing once on the airlines, El Al, what do they call a frequent flyer? What does El Al call a frequent flyer? A masmid. A matmid. He's a masmid. He always flies like a, It's called a masmid. He's not a masmid. On the shidduch, they say, and the guy, he's a masmid. You see, he never learns. They mean he flies El Al a lot. He goes a lot of places. Not a masmid. <laughs> El Al calls a masmid. What's a Ben Torah? He's a Hamasmid. He learns a lot. Tamid. Masmid, Lush, and Tamid. He's always learning. A Ben Torah? He's a son of Torah? Who's your dad? He's a son of Torah? What a priceless, what a priceless expression. Somebody's a Ben Torah. It means he's been formed by the Torah. It means that who he's allowed Torah to be so part of him. He's been so sincere to the messages of Torah, he's really asked himself on all his actions, does it fit what the Torah demands of me? What the Torah wants somebody of my type, with my personality, with my talents, am I really plugging into Torah in a way that, I, that my own, who I am, is, is changed, is enveloped by Torah, Ben Torah. I want to tell you Pshat in a Mishnah, a new Pshat like this year in a Mishnah. People just passed the Sibir Shmuel. I want to share a new Pshat in a Mishnah in light of what we're saying. Again, this is my understanding of the Mishnah. I don't say if you have a different understanding. You like story. I love stories in the Torah. Whenever there's a story, I'm intrigued. So you ready for another story, Avi? Dolls that I wear the guys out, or we have Kaya for another Maisa. Such a riot that the Shayel's wrong. The Shayel said, Yeah, he has his different clarities. Yeah, well said. Also, why didn't he bring this riot? Why didn't he bring that riot? I don't know. Does he? I don't, I don't, I really think he does. I don't think he brings that riot. I remember I said, We look it up. Why doesn't he bring this riot? That's a good question. Ramesha, guy writes a tshuva to Ramesha, and the tshuva to Ramesha, the guy claims it's different yourself and the animal like and somebody else, like Nafti said. Ramesha argues on the guy. Rebezi wants to know why didn't Ramesha bring a raya from this Gemara? Maybe he does. We don't remember bringing the raya. Anyway, maybe he does. Bite Ramesha. Listen to this story. Listen to this story, Chabra. This is the way I understand it, hello. 
This is the way I understand the story. We're going to finish in five minutes. Did I wear? I wore the guys out. Elio, we have Kayak for another Maisa. Who's going to get you? And Merbina's going to get you? They should pay for you. Hmm? You want to go to Merbina? I won't give them one guy if they won't take you, and I'm going to tell them that. As far as I don't accept bias against Eretz Yisrael, because anyway. You don't take Elio, nobody goes. I'm going to call them up and tell them. They liked you when you were here. They have Eretz Yisrael, Shilas. I don't know, Eretz Yisrael, America, there's B'nai Torah and Apenai Torah. And you're a Ben Torah? I don't accept biases. <laughs> okay. Who? <laughs> That's a smart place. Now, we have tremendous pull here. Naftali is one of the Hashuvim there. You get Elio, he's in, he's in, you're accepting him. You just got in. Ravezi is a shtickle Rebbe there also. It's a sacred Rebbe in, in, in Imre. He goes a Shabbos every year. You accepting Elio in Timre? You just got in. Mazel tov, Elio. Mazel tov, Lechaim. After Shavuos, if Ezzi's making the call, consider it done, Elio. Um, I don't want to be a bully. That yeshiva, that yeshiva is an awesome yeshiva. And the reason I want Elio to go is taco a good match. A great place and a great bar. It's a good match. You're fortunate to get them and they're fortunate to get you. It's a good shidduch. I'm asking. Maybe you'll even get a seder in Aftali. So he should say a vad once a week. You should say the first year guys. Well, once a week, the first year guys. One night a week, a Wednesday. And have such a good zach. Once a week, you gather the chaver. Ask him Naftali. You should do that Naftali. Okay. I'm Rabbi Yaisi Ben Kisma. You ready, Dave? Yeah. You want to hear, you like stories? You heard the Geneva story? Yeah. You understand what we were saying? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. So listen to this story. Come. I'm Reb Yaisi Ben Kisma. Reb Yaisi Ben Kisma says, Pamachas, one time. I was traveling on the road, Yitzhak. Reb Yaisi Ben Kisma, the Tana, is traveling on the road. There's the sixth parak of Abbas, Mishnah Tess. Upaga biadam echad. And a man bumped into me. It doesn't sound like they had much sheiches before. Pogabi is a pogab. What does a pogab mean? In Eretz Yisrael, how do you say a date? Elio, how do you say pigisha? Pigisha, like we bumped into each other, like a chance meeting is a pigisha, is a date. Pogabi yodamechad, epis. A man bumped into me. We chanced upon each other. Nothing's chance. Hashkocha, but it means we didn't arrange it. We didn't plan it. Hashem did. Somebody told me it's called a cut incidence. 
An incidence from Ka, from Hashem. A Ka incidence. A Ka incidence. Anyway. So a man, we bump into each other. And the man greets me. He says, Shalom I merely responded, Shalom Aleichem. Now the significance to me is if Rabbi Yaisi Kisma greeted him first, so maybe that's where you saw his greatness. I merely responded, Shalom Aleichem. What any half human being would do, somebody greets, if you greet them, it's noticeable, you're special, while wow, you go out and greet people. He wasn't even the originator. He probably didn't see the guy. You're supposed to have a them b'shalom kol adam. The goal is you're so into greeting and validating people, you should say shalom first. This man beat Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma to the drawer. He had a little quicker shot than Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma. Because Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma was deep at thought. For whatever reason, the man first said shalom aleich Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma. And I merely responded, Shalom. I don't know a decent human being on this planet who wouldn't do that. Omar Lee and the man said to me, Rebbe Meiza Makamata, where are you from? You're a remarkable human being. A Talmud Chacham is so noticeable in his actions. He's so impacted by Torah. What did I do? I merely responded, Shalom Aleichem. People say over G'daylam stories, the story doesn't make the G'dal, the G'dal makes the story. A learner of Tyre is so elevated, it's not, what did he do? Tell me, did he fly a mat? It's not what he did, I can't explain it. It's who he is. It's how the Tyre has elevated him. The man merely responded, Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma said, Shalom Aleichem, responding to somebody who said Shalom. And the man was awed by Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma. Amrali, Rebbe Meza Makamata, where do you come from, Rebbe? Who are you? Wow! The man is awed, Rebbe Yosemite Kisma. Amrati, I said to him, let me explain me. You're wondering, where does a guy like me come from? Who are you? Who produces you? So I said to him, You don't understand, I come from a great city of Chacham and Seifram. I inform my connectedness to Torah. You have to understand, my con- nothing's me. I'm connected to Torah. You're marveling at me. Who produces such a guy? Easy. I come from a place of Torah, of Chachamim and Seifrim. Seifrim are a step down, Chachamim. Tremendous wise. Maybe their students are called Seifrim. Masha says Seifrim's a step down. I just come from a place we're attached to Torah. So of course, that elevates a person. What can I tell you? Omar Ali, so the, Reb, the Yid says to him, Rebbe, I'm awed by you. Can a man live like you live in our city? I'll give you a thousands of gold coins and precious stones and pearls. I will give you the life. We need a guy like you in our city. We need a fellow like you in our city. We'll pay you all the riches in the world. Come live by us. Amarti loy, I responded to this man, Sir Yosemite Kisma. If you give me all the delights of this world, any I'll only live in a place of Torah. 
My greatness is not from who I am, it's from what I connect to. You want me to remove my connection to Torah, I will lose my greatness instantly. You want me to separate from my roots. I need a Mokum Torah, I need my attachment, that Kara, that my greatness comes from somewhere. You're trying to get me minus my source of my greatness. You're trying to remove me from my Yanika, from that which I nourish from, to that which supplies my greatness. You can give me all the gold and silver of the world. Any Darl B'Makam Torah, you can't remove me from where I come. I will only live in a Makam Torah. And then he brings, and then he brings Psukim. David Amalek says, Toivli Torah Spich, I'd rather Torah Hashem. May Alfei Zabach Hesav, Lo Yahid. When a person leaves this world, the Kesev, the Zab, the Avanim, Toivus, and Margolias don't go with him. The only thing that travels along with me is my Torah and Mitzvahs. My Torah and Mitzvahs. They travel because they form me, they become my essence. It's not something I once did. If I'm a Talmud Chacham, if it's essentially me, not what I'm plugged into, so come move to us. But the, the, the Hakara, I'm a Ben Tyra. There's something I'm Yonik from. There's something I get from. If my, na- if my greatness is essentially me alone, so come elsewhere, detach yourself. He says, no, the only thing that comes along with a person forever is the Tyra and Maisim Tyvim. When he plugs in and he's formed by it, that becomes his essence. If I detach myself from that which forms me, Nothing will remain of me. Any Daryl B'makam Torah, I must attain. You're impressed. You're awed by me. You're right. I'm attached to Torah. I'm around. I'm attached to Torah. Creates our greatness. This is our job, Rabbi. As a Yid, we have to be makid that our greatness comes from our Shidduch to Torah. Our attachment to learning Torah and to living Torah is what forms us. We're called at our highest, B'nai Torah. B'nai Torah, children of Torah, our attachment to learning sincerely, open-minded, with an open-mindedness, a willingness to change and be formed by it, that forms us. The people that say, whoa, who are you? The answer is simple. I think when he says, where are you from? I think to myself, certain times a Ben Torah goes out to date. He shows up, you see a Ben Torah comes into a room, like, who are you? The answer is, money. I've been impacted by Torah. I've been impacted by Torah. I've been impacted by livers of Torah. I suspect, why didn't he say I learned Torah? Why did he say I come from a city of Chacham and Seifer? Say I learned. Because he's saying if I learn, it doesn't automatically happen. I'm surrounded by people who live it. I come from a city of Chachamim. I come from a city means there's an environment that's impacted. My city, Mechayr, it's funny. When he says, where do you come? He should say, I come from the base Medrash. From the base Medrash. Isn't that Rabbi Yosef and Kismus Godless? But his Godless is not that he learns. His Godless and what brings out his Godless is he's formed by Torah. So he says, you know where I come from? An Ir a city that's transformed by Torah. Chachamim B'Saifrim. I surrounded myself with people who are impacted by Torah. In Allah, greater than learning by a Rebbe is Gadol Shimusha Being around somebody whose life is formed, whose marriage is formed by Torah, whose house is formed by Torah. I come from a place of Saif Mechachanim. My city is a city of Torah. 
Meir Gedayla Shachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach